49ers cutback podcast time welcome to the show talking day eight of 49ers training camp what are those high volume days that Kyle Shanahan was talking about in his presser on uh just the other day just yesterday in fact he was talking about it on Thursday what it was going to look like when they go to these high moments and it did not disappoint there was lots of reps for the quarterbacks there's going to be conversation about that uh, but also there was some big time plays that happened out on the field. So the 49ers are going through a process when they're going through these uh, blocks of days. It's going a a easy day, I, you know, a, right coming off that day off. They're going easy. Then they're going very heavy and then they're going medium. So it's kind of how they're going to be doing it as a transition and kind of get these players bodies where they're supposed to be. They're building up to 40 reps. Uh, for what they're going to do at joint practices against the Las Vegas Raiders on the 10th and 11th of this month. So very close, very close to that happening, and they're pushing in that direction. The 49ers also have had some roster moves that they've been making. I'm going to go over those as well. But we're going to go through training camp and talk about what happened in day eight in Santa Clara as the 49ers are continuing the process of building towards these preseason games. Also going to hear from Steve Wilkes in this episode and he talks about uh, Deshaun Jameson. So if you're a Deshaun Jameson fan, you're going to want to hear this. He talks about the linebacker battle for the starting Sam job. Also, he talks about competition between Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell and competition for all players. And I'm going to go through all that. And I'm also going to go through the offensive numbers and what happened at practice. But leading off, I'm going to start with uh, the 49ers went ahead and put defensive end Daryl Johnson on the IR and, and Daryl Johnson probably flew under the radar for most when they signed him in the off season. Uh, but he's a really big dude and he's been getting a uh, good reps for the 49ers so far through training camp and they put him on IR. So uh, we'll, we'll wait to hear exactly, you know, what was the case there. And then the 49ers signed a defensive end in Dalen Hayes and Dalen Hayes is an interesting player because he was drafted in 2021 by the Baltimore Ravens fifth round, uh, pick 171 out of Notre Dame. And he really hasn't done anything in the NFL. His third game into his career in 2021, he suffered an ankle injury that forced him to go on IR for the rest of 2021. Uh, they basically brought him back towards the end of 2021, and then they put him right back onto the IR again. So uh, he has not played in the NFL since that. He's only logged one game in the NFL, so he's really an unknown commodity. But you're talking about a guy that's 6'3", almost 6'4", uh, close to 260 pounds, runs a 4'7", So his career in the NFL is pretty non-existent, but it's a guy that you know the Ravens felt was going to be a fifth-round talent. And going back and watching a little bit of what he did at Notre Dame, I got a sense that he's definitely got athleticism. And we'll see you know, what Chris Kacerik is able to get out of Dalen Hayes. But right now, we just don't know. We haven't seen it uh, translate to the NFL. And 
the Ravens cut him and without him really getting to see anything. So this is a guy the 49ers are taking a chance on, but really this is a back-end player that, hey, if he shows up and he shows out, you've got yourself a very talented player uh, that can help. And if he doesn't, potentially you got a practice squad guy that you can continue to develop. But right now the 49ers need to make sure they have depth so that way they can get through the joint practices versus the Raiders. And ultimately, uh, the preseason game against the Raiders, which will more than likely see most of the 49ers starters, if not all of them, not play in that game. So uh, it's a a kind of uh, disheartening thing because I think Daryl Johnson was somebody that I wanted to see play in preseason, uh, but excited to see what potential Dalen uh, Hayes has. So I feel for Johnson. And in the same regard, I want to see what Hayes can do. Also, since my last recording yesterday, the 49ers had signed cornerback Anthony Everett. Uh, he had been with the Baltimore Ravens and then uh, spent last season with the Raiders. He ended up on IR as well, a couple stints last year. But they brought him in because they had to put Terrence Mitchell, who they had signed right before or right during training camp, uh, out, they had to put him on the IR. So the 49ers have had a couple of injuries to some of their depth players that they've had to replace with other players. Uh, where the difference is, is Anthony Everett has actually played a lot of snaps in the NFL, and he's definitely had some success. In twenty one in 2021, when he played for the Baltimore Ravens, he played he started 14 games and had three sacks. Or, I'm sorry, three interceptions. Uh, so he's got a lot of potential. Uh, he covered and played well for Baltimore. So uh, there's something there. He's going to have to, of course, learn this 49ers defense and compete. And he's getting here a little late, so we'll see. Uh, but the 49ers had to make a move, and they brought in another veteran player at the cornerback position, which cornerback position is very talented, and I can't wait to talk about that later. So 49ers training camp had the most reps that they've had so far. Uh, the first team offense got 32 reps, and this is what Kyle Shanahan talked about. It was last week when I was at practice on, I think it was, Monday, I think it was that they did their most reps. They were doing their low, high, uh, medium. And so that's when they had their other high one. And it was, uh, they did 30, I'm sorry, uh, they had 27 reps. So it was a total of 40 reps, I'm uh, sorry, for the first team offense. So the four yards went all the way up to 40, doing a really good job of building up to where they wanted to be. And we got to see, you know, a lot of, a lot of snaps for Brock Purdy, of course, as he's getting all those, First team reps, and then Trey Lance and Sam Darnold continue to go uh, some of those reps, you know, splitting those reps with the twos. And then Brandon Allen was back to getting reps again uh, in, in this practice. So Brock Purdy, uh, 40 reps. He was 18 of 27 with an interception. That interception was by Tashawn Gibson. Uh, Trey Lance had 22 reps, uh, so about half of the reps of Brock Purdy, and he was 8 of 11. And then Sam Darnold, exactly the same amount of reps as Trey Lance, 22, 12 of 14. And Brandon Allen had 12 reps for 5 of 8. So the 49ers, you know, reps, uh, that's kind of how it's looking right now. 40, 22, 22, 12. That's how Kyle Shanahan decided to break it down. Of course, uh, tomorrow, Brock Purdy will not practice, which means Trey Lance and Sam Darnold will get his reps. It will be a medium day, so it won't be... Uh, less reps than what they got uh, on Thursday, but it could be, uh, it'll be a little bit more than that. So in between what they got today and what they did on Thursday, probably pretty close to the number of reps that Trey Lance and Sam Darnold got 
today in their in their drills, and that's about 22 to 25 reps. Seem pretty realistic for a medium day for the 49ers. So quarterbacks overall, they're all still doing the same sorts of things. They're making plays. Brock Purdy was pushing the ball down the field today, and he was taking shots to George Kittle. Uh, Kittle goes up over the top of Dre Greenlaw, makes a spectacular catch. Uh, just a you know one of those ones that's a 50-50 ball, and you're trusting your player to be able to make it, and George Kittle did. Uh, there's questions. Hey, Brock Purdy probably could have got that ball a little bit farther down the field. Uh, but you know what? When it comes down to it, it's a completion and a good play. And I don't care who the quarterback is. If you get it up there and your player makes the play, I'm sure there's some things you would like to fine tune. But in the grand scheme of things, it just doesn't matter as long as the reception is good as far as the results go. And he also hit Debo Samuel in the pylon uh, for an acrobatic catch in which Debo went up over the top of Charvarius Ward. It was really a nice play, spectacular to watch. And then Debo Samuel stayed on the ground for a while. A uh, little bit of a scary moment, but uh, when you see that he landed flat on his back, you know for sure that he probably just knocked the wind out of him, ended up uh, being okay, and you know, laughing and having a good time with Brock Purdy on the sideline. So uh, Brock Purdy was out there delivering the football. He made some very nice, timely throws. He made some inaccurate and also, you know, an interception uh, to, to Shashan Gibson. So we are seeing some mistakes from Brock Purdy, but I think this was a, a practice that was very interesting because he was taking shots, taking chances, and really displaying that he had the versatility to go uh, short, intermediate, and to go deep, and to go outside the numbers on both and inside the hashes so he could cover the entire field. And I think he was putting that on display. And Kyle Shanahan's play calling was uh, on point and giving him the opportunity with them going through not just 11-on-11s, but also moving the football. Uh, the Brock Purdy move the football portion was highly successful. They moved the ball at a, at a rapid pace. And that's where you want to have your most success is moving the football. It's the most uh, like a real game situation. So Brock did good. Trey continues to show up and show out and do the things that he's supposed to do. Consistency is where he's at. His one bugaboo is those short passes, and he struggled again, throwing a couple in the ground. Uh, but it, overall, Trey Lance continues to have definitely quickened up his clock as far as releasing the football. He looks calm. He looks confident. He's able to scramble and use his legs but still keep his eyes down the field. He's able to rip the ball down the field, especially to the outside, the numbers. So I thought Trey Lance continues to look good. He continues to make big throws. I'm excited to see what's going to happen when uh, Trey Lance goes against the Las Vegas Raiders. I expect him and Sam Darnold to get some really good reps. It's going to be fun to see them out on the field and playing. Sam Darnold, uh, he took advantage of his 22 reps with 12 completions. And Sam Darnold right now is just... It's, it's he's back to he had the one bad day uh, earlier in the week. And since then, he just he's been back to consistency. And this is what we've seen from Sam Darnold since day one. He just comes out he, as soon as his first read is open. Boom, gets rid of the football. Uh, no matter where that is, he's just getting rid of the football at a high rate. And so Darnold is doing what you want within this offense and allowing playmakers uh, to make plays. He hasn't had as many opportunities for the defense to create turnovers. 
He hasn't had very many turnover-worthy balls. So it's been good for Sam Darnold, and I think the 49ers got to be really happy and excited with their quarterback situation. All these guys have a different skill set, but all of them can operate the offense at a high rate, and they all are right now. And so I think that overall is a good news uh, for the 49ers. And let's be honest, the quarterback room is going to be on, you know, on display, and it's going to be a topic of conversation all throughout uh, the preseason and all these games. But the good news is the 49ers can feel good that they have a very good uh, quarterback room. I'm going to take this opportunity that, hey, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. Really appreciate it. Three subscribers away from 4K. Help me go over the edge if you haven't subscribed yet. I really appreciate it. If you're listening on Believe and on audio platform, please give me a five-star rating. I really appreciate that. So wide receivers, we talked a little bit about what they provide uh, to this 49ers offense through uh, the, the midst of training camp. But uh, Debo Samuel has continued his upward trend. And I know a lot of the conversations about Brandon Ayuk and it should be. Brandon Ayuk has been absolutely spectacular. Uh, 28 catches during training camp, which is a crazy good stat. It just shows how relevant he is and how integral he's become to this 49ers offense. Now you throw in the fact that Debo Samuel is the healthiest Debo's ever been, uh, the, the best shape Debo's ever been, and now he's going out there and making these plays. And if you're going up over the top of Mooney Ward and catching a football, you're displaying what you are. And it's not just that. Uh, Debo also caught a slant that he broke free. He would have been gone for a touchdown. Debo Samuel is looking good. He's looking fresh. His routes are looking crisp. I think that Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are trending in the right direction. And uh, Brandon Ayuk just continued to make more spectacular catches, doing the things he does. Uh, it's... It's really remarkable. It really is. These two guys are uh, are just going to be tearing it up all season. I think the 49ers are very excited. I know the fan base should be really excited because uh, those two guys are on it. And then you got Ray Ray McLeod. And Ray Ray McLeod was showing off his speed in the run game today, uh, getting the ball and, and making a nice carry. And Ray Ray still got that ability to do those Debo-like things. So when Debo's not out there, you got a guy that can go ahead and get it done. And I think the 49ers uh, need to have guys like that. And I think this is why I think Ray Ray McLeod is a lock for this football team because he can run jet sweeps. He can run reverses. He can catch quick screens, but then also has the speed to get vertical and get down the field. And I think ultimately he's a perfect complement to what the 49ers have with their first two receivers because he can play the Debo kind of role. And then Jawan Jennings consistently, uh, he's still out there blocking well. He's making really spectacular catches over the middle of the field. Some good plays from Jawan Jennings. He continues to shine. Ronnie Bell getting involved in the offense still. Uh, so it's it's good to see Ronnie Bell making plays. And we've had hit or miss. So sometimes he's active and getting targeted and sometimes not so much. But I think uh, Ronnie Bell has put himself firmly in this competition and I think once you hear what Steve Wilkes says about competition later, it'll give you a better idea. Even though Wilkes is a defensive coordinator, I'm sure what he expresses when we talk about it and listen to uh, the clip is going to give a really good idea of you know how the 49ers feel about competition. 
Chris Conley continues to uh, do his thing and show up. He's making catches and and you know making catches and then exploding for big plays. So the 49ers have a little bit of a conundrum at the wide receiver position because here we are. We just talked about six wide receivers, and I didn't even mention Danny Gray, who had another good day and yesterday had a great day. So they have seven legitimate options uh, at the wide receiver position. It's going to be a intense competition, and that's not including a guy like Tay Martin, who has been making plays and has been proving to be an important special teams presence. Uh, so overall, I mean, the four yards offense, it just seems very stacked. So let's talk tight end, George Kittle. Uh, we talked about the deep pass down the field, and I think sometimes, you know, when George Kittle's out there, you kind of just expect him to do the things that he's going to do. And because of that, he doesn't get talked about quite enough. Uh, but he's continued to look good. He he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. He makes his blocks. Uh, he runs great routes. He makes contested catches. Uh, he's setting the tone. And young guys are starting to feed off that. Jordan, or, I'm sorry, Braden Willis has had now uh, three practices where he's been targeted, you know, three plus times. And he's making catches out there. So he's starting to look the part. He's starting to get comfortable within the system. It's showing up in the passing game and now it'll we'll see if it shows up in the run game he has been you know pretty good again in the run game but you know he could get better and i think that that's something kyle shady had talked about yesterday and if you listen to the episode from yesterday play the clip where kyle's talking about Braden wilson cameron latu and them adjusting and i think it's uh you know i think it's just something that's normal and we'll see what happens again in preseason as of right now they still got a ways to go to be able to catch Charlie Warner and Ross Dwelly, uh, but I do think they can get there uh, here pretty soon. And then you've got, you know, the O-line consistent Colt McKivitz doing his thing. John Feliciano returned to practice, and he was playing guard in front of Aaron Banks. Uh, so Banks out with the concussion protocol. They put in Feliciano. So you're seeing that that is a, a nice step forward. He's the number one guy. He comes back from a, a shoulder strain. And so you don't really lose a lot of cohesiveness. He's in there standing in next to uh, Trent Williams. Do the four yards prefer Aaron Banks? Yes, but it's nice having a guy like Feliciano that can step in and play, you know, at guard, either guard spot or center if needed and hold up. He can anchor. He's strong. He moves people at the point of attack. So I think that is really solid. And the fact that we continue to see good days from Colton McKivitz, I think is exactly what the doctor ordered for the 49ers offensive line, because ultimately uh, they're going to be the reason that those quarterbacks are able to complete passes or not. And a lot of focus is put on uh, the quarterbacks, but uh, the offensive line, the skilled players, tight ends are very important to a quarterback success. And I think that, you know, uh, it's often kind of ignored and I get it. The quarterbacks definitely catch everyone's attention and there's a real competition there, but there's a competition at a lot of positions and, uh, some of these comp some of these competitions are going to fly right under the radar, but pay huge dividends for the 49ers. As far as running backs go, TDP, he's still having a very good training camp. Continues to have explosive plays. Uh, TDP is is getting himself primed and ready to have a really good preseason, and I think it's getting close to him locking up that running back four. I've always thought he was going to be able to do it. If you listen to the show, you know I've been high on TDP for a while now. And I think he's going out there and displaying it on the field. So the four yards have four very good uh, running backs. Of course, Elijah Mitchell 
is out with the abductor, but with Elijah Mitchell in the mix and CMC being just special. I mean, he's just, he's great at everything, catching, blocking, running. He could do it all. And, um, well, throwing even last year, right? But uh, he's just got all of it. And then Jordan Mason's been doing really well as well. So you have Ronald A. Watt and Kalen Laburn, and those two guys are trying to compete, and they've got some potential. But uh, cracking this 49ers running back room is going to be tough. Those two guys are going to have to have heck of preseason. And if they do, maybe they'll have a shot. But right now, I think you know this running back room is looking like it's going one way for sure. So let's go to the defensive side of the ball. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I, I want to talk about D-line first because uh, there was a couple of things that Coach Steve Wilkes talked about in this episode. And one of those was uh, Taco Charlton. Uh, and Taco Charlton, you know, the way he's adjusting, it's been pretty good. Uh, his first day out there watching him, you could tell, like, already, like, wow, he, he's he's got a pretty good feel of pass rush, but was also doing pretty good at knowing when he was supposed to squeeze things. I think it's just a, a veteran, you know, ability about him. But uh, he is definitely still learning the scheme and all that. But I think that Taco Charlton's actually becoming a realistic possibility uh, for the 49er 53-man roster. Some of that, you know, you got Daryl Johnson out of the way uh, because of the injury. So there's a, a clearer path. And also, Robert Beal still not practicing. So I think that, you know, there's opportunities right now. We don't know what's going on with Beal. We don't know when he'll be back. But listen to what Steve Wilkes uh, had to say about Taco Charlton. Well, i tell you this. <laughs> Taco came off the plane and he was just like making play after play after play the other day. And uh, I was very impressed with that because number one, we needed the reps, but uh, he got in and made it seem like he had been here for a week. So uh, he's still learning the defense. Uh, it's still uh, going to take him some time, but when he's in there, he goes full speed, which I love. Uh, and most importantly, he's just continuing to try to work on just the fundamentals that we talk about at that position. Well, I mean, Taco Charlton, you know, he's, he got off the plane. He just stepped in, and Steve Wilkes is excited about, you know, what he's doing. Of course, he said, hey, you know, it looks like he's been here for a week, uh, but he's still got to learn this scheme. He's still got a ways to go, and I'm sure uh, Coach Wilkes is excited about, you know, letting Taco Charlton uh, be involved in the competitions because he is long, and he does have athletic ability, and he's been involved you know, in a lot of different schemes. So he has a basic understanding. He's seen opposing offenses, but now maybe he can put it together. He's a lot leaner than when he was drafted. He's about 260 pounds now, and he used to go close to 275. So maybe that's added quickness. He used to run a 4.9 coming out of college. Maybe he's a little bit quicker, but I think what we're seeing is he's got a really nice uh, eclectic group of pass moves, a uh, pass rush moves. So he's been working up the field pretty high and then working back inside using his long limbs to help him get back into the quarterback. So he's, he's having some really good success. I want to see where it progresses. I want to see how it happens in the preseason, but the good news is maybe the 49ers have found a guy at taco Charlton late that could potentially help this football team. And when it comes to that defensive end spot, you know, we've been talking all off season about who is going to be, the defensive end opposite of Nick Bosa. It's been a huge conversation point. 
And here you go. The 49ers, Steve Wilkes, is going to talk about exactly where this competition is and what he thinks about competition and what they've decided between coaches. And it was actually asked about the defensive end position, but I thought his answer gave a really good idea for all positions, and I bet this is even mirrored to the offense. Uh, I think that's exactly what it is. This competition is tight. And I would say this really for the whole group, and I mentioned this with the staff last night. We're really not going to see a separation or a change until we go against someone else. So I'm excited about, you know, here in a, in a week, I believe it is, that we go up to uh, Vegas and play the Raiders. So we'll see exactly where we are at that point. We're going to know more when you start playing another team. You know, when you start playing the Raiders, uh, then you're going to have an idea of where these guys are. But uh, right now, what you're evaluating when you're evaluating these players is their technique, uh, that they know the the scheme inside and out. They know where to line up, you know, that they're picking up, you know, different keys uh, that the opposing side is giving you, whether you're on offense or defense. Those are the types of things you're looking at. And you're wanting to see that consistency as they stack reps every single day in practice because you're working towards a peak of that regular season of getting there and having that consistency in your performance. So uh, they're not going to decide a lot of these things until they get through those games because those games are really going to reveal how that technique is displayed on the field and how they play against different teams with different techniques and also understanding different schemes. So I think uh, that's when the evaluation process takes another step forward. I think they have a basic idea right now of who these players are. And I think... Uh, they're just trying to hone their skills, and then it's all going to be revealed. Now, do they have an inkling? I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure they do. Uh, but you want it to always feel like a competition. One thing we used to always tell our players is, hey, he said, you know what? Everyone's name and the depth chart is in pencil. We can easily erase you, move you down, and move someone into your spot. You have to consistently do it uh, to be able to hold down your spot. So the 49ers linebacker room, they've been making plays all training camp, whether that's Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, um, also Marcelina McCrary Ball, D Winners yesterday making plays. So these guys have been consistently doing things. And Steve Wilkes was asked about the linebackers at the Sam linebacker spot uh, because Oren Burks was getting the original snaps at Sam linebacker. Uh, he looked solid. And then he had some sort of an injury that was somewhat limiting him. And that allowed Demetrius Flanagan Fowles to step in. And then, of course, Yesterday, when Dre Greenlaw had his vet day, uh, they had DFF playing Will, and then they had Marcelina McCrary Ball taking some of those reps as well. And when Coach Steve Wilkes was asked about it, he gave a really good answer. I kind of covered a few of these guys about where they sit in this linebacker competition and what it's going to take to be the starting Sam linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers. Consistency across the board, you know, um, is the key for us at all positions. It's a tight race. You know, um, OB, Burks is doing a tremendous job. Marcelino made a great play uh, at the end of the game, uh, in the practice, rather. And and then you also see uh, Flan. So uh, I like the mere fact that when when Fred and, and Greenlaw take a day off, I feel like we're not missing a beat. So that's definitely encouraging. So I'm excited about the backups and how they're performing. going to take consistency. You're going to have to... Uh, continue to do it and he talked about Oren Burks you know and Marcelino McCurry Ball and that they've been able to uh, catch his attention he thought that Oren Burks has looked good but hey DFF is in the mix as well 
And I think it caught a lot of the reporters a little off balance that he didn't mention the rookies when he was talking about uh, the Sam linebacker position. So uh, one of the other reporters said, hey, you know, what about the rookies? And Coach Steve Wilkes had this to say about uh, D. Winters and Jalen Graham. Uh, I think they're making progress as well. When uh, I was talking about um, Jalen the other day, uh, he's so athletic, and that's what we loved about him coming out of Purdue. You know, could run, could cover in the slot. But he had a couple of plays the other day that was phenomenal for us, just being physical, coming downhill on the offensive line and using his hand. So uh, that's always encouraging because that's what we pride ourselves on, being a physical defense. So Jalen Graham is doing it in the run game, and I've seen that firsthand. You know, D. Winters, Jalen Graham have both been making plays uh, in the run game, and then both have looked pretty good in coverage. And Jalen Graham, uh, probably a little bit more during one-on-ones. Or D. Winters has kind of excelled as when you get into team uh, team drills, 11-on-11s. That's where he does really well. So I think the 49ers are happy with their young rookie linebackers. But I'm curious to see what that development's going to look like when they get into the preseason. Uh, because there's still a competition to go. And the 49ers have how many spots available. It's not going to be easy to get one of those spots. Uh, let's just say that... You have Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Oren Burks as locks to make this roster. Burks because of his special teams prowess. And I think right now he's a leader, leader in the clubhouse to be Sam Linebacker. Uh, you still have to find roster spots for the two rookies, Marcelino McCurry Ball. Uh, you, and if you do that, you're keeping six linebackers. That means you're, you're releasing uh, DFF, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, and you're releasing Curtis Robinson. So... Uh, it's going to be tough sledding in this linebacker room. But every single one of these guys have had uh, good days. McCurry Ball has been flashing recently. D. Winters has been flashing recently. And my belief is with D. Winters, the more he understands the scheme and the more he gets comfortable within his reads in the scheme, his instincts are so good, he's going to start flashing even more. His footwork and technique is on a really good uh, place. I love his footwork. He just has to get that good feel. And that's when he's going to really start exploding. So I'm very excited about him overall. Now let's talk about the secondary a little bit because uh, to Sean Gibson, I think a lot of people you know, were very happy the 49ers brought him back. But then there's been some conversations uh, you know, about Jair Brown when he was drafted. Like, hey, at some point, Jair is going to take over for Gibson. Well, I don't think that's going to happen in year one. And, and part of the reason I say that is Deshaun Gibson continues to impress at training camp. Even though he's been in the league, this is going to be 11 years, uh, he's not showing any age. He's just showing wisdom, intelligence, and athletic ability. And he's had multiple interceptions now in training camp, and all of them are really significant and good plays. Uh, he's been doing a good job. He definitely understands what this defense is trying to do uh, in the secondary. I've seen him on a few occasions you know, instructing players where to be. Uh, shifting, depending on what the offense is doing. He's calling those shifts sometimes. Maybe Fred's not in, or uh, maybe Fred is doing something else, and Gibson takes care of the secondary. I think it's been a really good thing to have Gibson, and I think he's given the 49ers that consistency, and he kind of stabilized everything with Jimmy Ward moving on. So uh, very excited about uh, where Gibson's going, and he's making plays every single day. So he's still continuing on that turnover uh, trajectory, and he had 32 interceptions so far in his career. He continues to make plays, and I expect him to do that. I think Jair Brown's time will come. I think there could be some three safety looks this year, but I don't expect him to take over to Sean Gibson 
not the way Gibson has been playing. And then one of the guys who gets maybe the most uh, conversation when I'm live or uh, when people jump into my uh, chat and things is about Deshaun Jameson from Texas. And so Steve Wilkes was asked about Deshaun Jameson, and I'm going to let Wilkes talk about him, and then I'll kind of talk about my feelings on Jameson because, yes, Jameson does flash, uh, but, yeah, people are definitely loving what Jameson provides, that's for sure. Very impressed. Very impressed. And I think um, uh, some of the receivers were talking about him the other day. Um, he has definitely made strides from the spring and just came back and built on uh, to his repertoire and just his toolbox. Uh, I think the one thing that he's doing uh, with his technique, he's staying more square in his backpedal, which is allowing him to be able to see and visualize more of the field route concepts, see the quarterback. And he's doing a great job of breaking on the ball. His man-to-man -man technique, he's great at the line of scrimmage, and he's doing a good job at the top end of the route. The point of emphasis that I talk about all the time, that's where we got to win. So you see him doing a lot of good things. He's very impressed, and uh, there's a lot to be impressed about. And he's talking about, you know, staying square in the backpedal. We heard Tarverius Ward talk yesterday, you know, about slowing the backpedal down. And so there are little tricks of the trade that Steve uh, Wilkes is bringing to the 49ers. And he even talked uh, later on in this press conference, and you can go listen to the full press conference uh, over on YouTube with the 49ers. Uh, but he was talking about them staying square is a different technique than they used in the years past. So uh, Steve Wilkes changing some things and Jamison is a guy that they're very happy about. And I think the one thing about Jamison that's been noticeable is his confidence. He's a very confident player when he's in his backpedal, he looks nice and comfortable. He doesn't uh, get, you know, he doesn't get confused very often. So he, he waits till the last second to go ahead and make his break. So at some point they're going to start challenging him. They'll figure out what his depth is as far as when he wants to roll over, uh, you know, and flip his hips and run with a wide receiver. And then they'll break it off a little bit deeper. So it's going to be a give and take. But I think Jamison has put himself in a category where he can now compete uh, for a job. And, and we'll see what happens with Darrell Luter Jr. If he's able to get back out there and compete, you know, what Ambry Thomas does because Steve Wilkes talked about he's been putting in extra work with Ambry Thomas as well. So. The cornerback position is definitely not figured out for the 49ers, but I think it's nice that we're going to have young guys competing for a potential spot. And I think we can get excited about, you know, a, a guy like Jamison and what he could provide this 49ers team in 2023. Uh, to me, it was a overall a great day of practice. Day eight goes down in the books as a positive. There was positive on offense. There was positive on defense. And that's really what you're looking, just building these days, stacking these days as you work towards the preseason. And ultimately, uh, September 10th versus Pittsburgh, you want to be the best team that you could possibly be. And it's all working towards putting that 53-man roster together. And I think they're on the right track. There'll be another day of practice tomorrow, and then they'll have a day off on Sunday. So uh, the 49ers will be back at it, and that means we'll be back at it too. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.